Take a moment, investigate the programming here at AMI-audio, folks. Good place to start is Twitter, at AMI-audio. That's the handle. You can see what's coming up on our show as we work through the broadcast, at AMI-audio for that handle. And you can also interact and find out uh, answers to your questions about AMI-audio. Feedback at AMI.ca. That's a great place if you want to ask questions of our marketing communications department about AMI-tv, AMI-audio, or AMI-tele. Feedback at AMI.ca. And, of course, you can always give us a call, one 509 4545 Mention it's for Kelly and company. And please give us permission to use your message on air. Otherwise, we certainly won't do that, so you don't have to worry about it. If you just maybe have a question or just a comment, one 509 4545 Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Well, we're getting into some uh, conversation about an underdiagnosed condition in cats. So let's bring on Dr. Daniel Jonkine. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives. And as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jonkine, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. We've talked a lot about arthritis in dogs. And in general, people talk a lot about arthritis in dogs, but... Uh, you know, particularly large breed dogs like German Shepherds and Retrievers. But cats also get arthritis. So we want to talk about what causes it. Do they show the same kind of signs that dogs do? Can we give them pain meds for this condition? And Dr. Danielle is going to talk about this. And as I referred to it, an underdiagnosed condition in cats. Danielle, let's talk about what arthritis is to begin with. Uh, well, actually, arthritis um, technically means inflammation of the joints. Um, so, you know, in veterinary medicine, we refer to it as osteoarthritis or degenerative joint disease, also known as DJD, of course, which is much easier to say. Um, but basically, the, the joints have cartilage lining the ends of the bones and a slippery fluid called synovial fluid um, that, you know, exists between the bones for lubrication. Um, and, you know, when the cartilage that lines the joint is damaged, um, that can result in damage to the bones as well. Um, sometimes the bones form these little spurs of bony material in response um, to damage, and we call those osteophytes. Um, joint pain and osteophytes can cause um, a reduction in the normal range of motion in the affected joint um, as the condition progresses. So, you know, basically all of these sorts of processes, you know, um, form this um, this arthritis that, you know, we talk about. And uh, it results in some pretty distinctive uh, clinical signs, you know, for pets that are affected. So what would we say causes the arthritis to happen in the first place? Well, you know, there's a bunch of different causes, um, you know, Sometimes, um, you know, it could be like an injury that damages a joint, for example. Um, Another very common cause is um, damage from the immune system. So sometimes um, the immune system will malfunction and cause inflammation and and joint pain. Um, Sometimes infections will cause um, the immune system to kind of produce a lot of inflammation, which can cause some arthritis. And, you know, um, sometimes it's caused by like a degeneration over time, you know, um, that's related to aging. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that can, you know, lead to joint pain and everything in our pets. Right. Mm -hmm. So you may have heard or known yourself an elderly dog who have trouble doing the stairs uh, when they get arthritis. And I'm curious if cats show the same type of signs when they get arthritis. 
Well, not necessarily. Um, you know, arthritis in cats is probably actually, we suspect it's vastly underdiagnosed because, you know, cats are really good at hiding their illnesses and the signs can be, you know, very subtle. Um, So like dogs, you know, cats, of course, can lose some of their mobility when they become arthritic. And sometimes, you know, that manifests as uh, difficulty jumping up on things that they used to get up on quite easily. And, you know, I remember with um, my last kitty, uh, Simon, the first clue I had that um, maybe he was becoming a little arthritic was that he wasn't getting up on my kitchen counters. And, you know, for Simon, this really was a tragedy because he loved bread and muffins and cakes, <laughs> believe it or not. I mean, I, I can tell you horror stories about baking a cake for a friend's birthday party and going out to the store to buy some icing, coming back and finding the cat had licked a crater out of the middle of the cake. Oh, and my goodness. And yes. was taking a nap on the top of it. Not even no, a corner, Simon. Not, nope. not even a corner you could cut off. Like it nope. was so. No, no, tragic. and that's that's by design, right? No, no, just keep leaving it here, and when I feel like leaving, I'll come back for more later. Don't worry, I got this covered. You and and you should have had the cake covered too. Uh-huh. Right. I should have. I should have. You know. So you know, when I could leave these items unmolested on my kitchen counters, like it became very obvious to me something wasn't right. You right. Know? Yeah. Oh man. So you know, poor kitty. But anyway, you know, a, a lot of older cats, you know, they can they can sometimes become you know a little bit grouchy when you're brushing them or trimming their nails, like when they never used to be, um, because you're pulling on their legs and. Mm-hmm. And their toes and stuff and you know and that could be because they have joint pain um you might also notice that they lick their sore joints more than they used to um and you you might see that their grooming isn't what it used to be so you know they might be getting knots and mats in the coat when they never used to do that or you know the hair kind of looks clumpy when it never did before Um, And, you know, a couple of other things that people sometimes don't notice or attribute to other things. And, you know, sometimes these kitties have trouble, difficulty using the litter box. Um, You might find they don't always use it or that, you know, everything falls just outside the box rather than in it. And this is because, you know, some some older cats get spinal arthritis and it's hard for them and painful for them to curve their back when they mm. use the litter pan. And without that ability to curve their spine properly, they can have trouble grooming themselves. They can have trouble hitting the litter pan. Um, and they might also be less active because it hurts to move, you know, playing, running, jumping less than they used to. Um, so, you know, a lot of the a lot you can actually see, you know, these signs can be very subtle and can easily be Mm -hmm. attributed to other things like old age or behavior problems. So, you know, these are all things we have to keep in mind with our older kitties that maybe, maybe it's not a behavior problem. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something going on. That could be a lot of time going by with this discomfort or, you know, saying, oh boy, it's something else or what else and and coming up with other potential problems. (laughs) So that's, i.e. enter your veterinarian. So how do you diagnose the arthritis in cats? Well, you know, getting a definitive answer, of course, isn't easy at all because it can look like so many other problems. You know, for example, I don't assume that every cat who doesn't use the litter box has arthritis. Um, So, you know, diagnosing it is is really about putting together the big picture here. So, you know, we, we need 
you know, the people's observations of their cat's behavior and comparing it to how it used to be. Um, we also know that, you know, arthritis is typically a slowly progressive problem um, for most cats, you know, aside from a certain few causes, like an injury, of course, would not be a slowly progressive problem. But it's for the degenerative kind, it's usually something that, you know, progresses uh, rather than starting all at once. Um, we more commonly can see it in older cats, but, you know, we can't rule that out in younger cats either. So, you know, on a physical exam, um, I might find some joint pain or what we call crepitus, you know, where the joint feels kind of crunchy when I'm manipulating it. Um, I might also find a reduced range of motion. So a joint that should be able to flex and extend over a certain amount just can't go that far. Um, you know, it's always a little bit hard to assess though with cats because, you know, um, I find that, uh, whether they have arthritis or not, they don't typically like me messing around with right. their legs. So, you know, that's a little bit difficult sometimes. Um, but you know, we might find some joint swelling or maybe even some lameness, um, when I let the kitty walk around on the floor in the exam room. And uh, x-rays, of course, are another thing that can be considered as well. Um, but, you know, there are some limitations to how useful they can be. I mean, I have seen some terribly arthritic joints on x-rays that actually we didn't take for arthritis. We took them for a different reason. And, you know, and I, and I look at the joints and go, holy cow, how is this cat? not seeming painful or how is it not lame and other times I have what appears to be a very painful cat and no changes on the x-ray at all so I mean x-rays can confirm when there are bony changes associated with arthritis but they don't really predict whether a cat will be painful necessarily right. um, you know so sometimes given the difficulties in diagnosis you know we we sometimes resort to treating these kitties for pain and seeing how they respond to the medication and you know and if they have if we have a good response and you know the kitty is um more comfortable and more active and you know doing some of the things that they love to do then you know that confirms for us that you know we probably made a good call to treat that kitty with pain meds and and speaking of treatments is there anything else on uh, treating arthritis in cats that you want to touch on well, some of the things we do for dogs with arthritis apply to cats as well. Um, but we have to remember that they aren't just little dogs and we can't treat them as if they are. Um, so central to any arthritis treatment plan is to make sure the kitty is a healthy weight. You know, carrying around extra weight adds unnecessary stress to the bones and joints and makes all the mobility problems that go with it way worse. Um, we've talked lots about weight loss strategies for cats on the show before. And, you know, of course, your vet can certainly help you with some ideas and suggestions. Um, the next thing in the treatment arsenal is supporting joint health. So um, these therapies are more effective in slowing down and treating the joint disease if they're started early. Um, once the disease is very advanced, they're less effective and may not be nearly enough to keep a cat comfortable. So, you know, some of the things that people have tried with this are supplements like glucosamine and chondroitin, um, omega-3 fatty acids, adding those to the diet. Um, can, you know, help um, reduce inflammation in the body. Um, good data on how effective these treatments are is lacking, but they're low risk and they aren't necessarily expensive. So, you know, I think for a lot of people, they're worth a try. Um, when those measures aren't enough, we start reaching for pain medications. Um, we have really good pain meds for dogs that were developed for use with arthritis. Um, so usually drugs in the aspirin family, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. 
Um, while those can be used in cats, um, some cats don't tolerate them nearly as well as dogs do. And using them sometimes carries elevated risks depending on the cat's health status um, for kidney disease and things like that. So, you know, um, we have to be careful that, you know, we assess how the kitty's doing otherwise before we prescribe them pain medication. Um, gabapentin is another pain medication that we can try. Um, there again, like the supplements, good data on how well it works is lacking, but it is safe for most cats to take. And, you know, um, it does help in many cases. Um, there is actually a new injectable pain medication available for arthritis in cats that just became available in Canada. Um, it's a completely new class of pain medication, and it's nice because it's given by injection once a month at the clinic, so you don't even have to pill your cat with it. Um, reportedly, it's very safe with few side effects, so I'm really excited to see how this new one pans out. Awesome. Okay, so is there anything at home we can do to help our arthritic cats have a little easier life? For sure. So, you know, putting a litter box for them on every floor so they don't have to travel very far to find one is a good start. Um, make sure the litter pan is large enough so they don't have to do that humping, curving their back thing as much to fit in it can also help. Um, remember that influence of weight, you know, don't let them get overweight in the first place to reduce the wear and tear on those bones, bones and joints as they age and definitely keep them. It will help to keep them active as well. Um you can also make some modifications to the indoor environment to help them get around too. Things like building ramps or little stairs for them to, you know, get up to the windowsill or their favorite places more easily. And, uh, you know, that, that will help them maintain their mobility and do all the things they love to do for longer. Yeah, I loved those conversations with you, Danielle, as our pets get older, how we can uh, consider some of the changes in our homes to help with their lifestyles. Uh, this has been really incredible, and next week is going to be fun. You put together a piece about the history of vet medicine in Canada. Very intriguing. Thank you so much, and I look forward to that one. Me too. See you next week. You too. Dr. Danielle Jonkine joining us for Ask a Veterinarian, and that is every Tuesday at this time. Well, folks, we'll step aside for just a couple of moments, but lots more program ahead, of course. Coming up, nutritionist Julia Carranch has shared culinary ideas... <sighs> for pumpkins, folks, and proper ways to compost the remains after this.